The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready for operational excellence? Welcome to the Visual Workplace, work that makes sense, where your host and visual workplace expert, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, shares powerful visual principles and practices to optimize your operations and make them safer, faster, better, and far less costly. The Visual Workplace. You can't get to excellence without it. Now, here's Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. This is Gwendolyn Galsworth. And you are at the Visual Workplace this week. This radio show that we do weekly about letting the workplace speak. In each of our shows, we look at some aspect of that, of how to embed the intelligence of our operational system, which is actually our intelligence, into the living dynamic landscape of work through visual devices and visual systems. How to install the language of our current level of excellence, even if we're not quite as excellent as we wish we would be or as we know we will be in not too long. We install that level. We make it concrete. We make it specific. And we do that through visual devices. Visuality is a system of thinking. It is not primarily to begin with a system of doing. We just don't do it, do it, do it. It has a knowledge base, it has a know-how base, it has to do with intelligence, and it has to do with embedding intelligence through visual devices and through visual systems. And when we do that, we can literally see how we think, and we can predict how that thinking will function because of the way the devices function. And if our operational system is not strong enough, we will make the devices stronger in order to strengthen the system itself. We are capturing function, functionality, and the operational details of work content and work process through visual devices. And you know what? That work content also applies to the work of CEOs and plant managers, executives, the work of supervisors, which we're going to be focusing on today, the work of operators, value-add associates, in any setting, in hospitals, in healthcare, in offices, in engineering firms, in factories, whether or not they be continuous process flow or they be discrete manufacturing. Visuality is the language of the workplace. It is a system of thinking. And why do we bother? Well, for the terrific bottom line benefits. Improved safety, better quality, more line delivery, shrinking costs, 15 to 30% increase in throughput. One of our plant managers said just the other day, he said, you know, I was very skeptical at first when you said 15 to 30% increase in productivity. And now that I see how the system works, I'm saying that's just a given. We're going to go beyond that. 
So it's very, very impressive in terms of your KPIs. But you also get this splendid cultural alignment that comes from the connectivity that happens through a common language, a common improvement language called the visual language. A spirited and engaged workforce on all levels. Operator to CEO. Everything in between and your field reps and your value and your your chain of supply. Your supply chain as well is what I meant to say. And you know what else the benefit is? We enjoy ourselves at work. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> who, who, who would have thunk we actually enjoy ourselves at work? The struggle has begun to melt away. And we can be ourselves at work. We don't have to be the worry Gwen or the worry Marianne or the worry George. We can be George and Marianne and Gwen just ourselves at work because work is flowing. We're in that wonderful state of flow and connectivity which is what actually our lives are supposed to be about. Why not also at work? And the enterprise becomes increasingly stable and also positioned for growth. Those two things, stable and positioned for growth. Oh, wonderful. So welcome. Welcome to the visual workplace. (laughs) This is the show that we've been doing for about five years. We're in our fifth year now. It started, it was supposed to start as a call-in show. And now what I say is this show becomes a call-in show when you call in. (laughs) And the call-in number is 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Or you can send us an email at radio at visualworkplace.com. And uh, we will try to get it in time to use it on air. So, I want to begin our show today about supervisors right after just a few announcements. I want to remind you that we're halfway through now, our eight-part series on mistake-proofing. This is work that I and my colleague Martin Hinckley did over about a four-year period where we're looking at um, how it is that we can control defects and actually get at the root of the defects, the source, through mistake-proofing. And, you know, there was a very interesting study that is written about this week in the newsletter, a study that involved 10,000 quality reports and 320,000 defects. Only five of those defects were associated with variation. That means only five were associated with anything that SPC, statistical process control, could have spotted could have identified the rest, mistakes. Mistakes due to the lack of simplicity, which is called complexity. Mistakes due to adjustments, just plain mistakes, just plain mistakes, but mistakes that were not caught. There were no devices to catch the mistakes or to prevent them entirely, to eliminate their possibility completely, and so they turned into defects. So I want to, I want to invite you to read that series, and I think you'll find it very interesting. We have a methodology. It's called SMS, Simplify Mistake-Proof Set, Turn turn Adjustments into Settings, and uh, it is the methodology that encompasses this uh, insight and this process of attacking and con- controlling defects through mistake-proofing. Very, very excellent. I hope that you take advantage of it. You can find it on our website, visualworkplace.com. Also, I want to uh, invite you to subscribe. I beg your pardon. Subscribe to our newsletter, which comes out weekly. Go to our website. You can sign up there. Check out our calendar 
for our public seminars that are coming up, and we also have a, a number of them, um, New Mexico, Boston, Rhode Island, all of them are, most of them are linked to a very special second day of assessment, which I'll talk about in a moment. I'm also scheduled to spend the month of May in uh, Ireland and the UK doing these seminars, and that information, the beginning part of that information is up on the website. You can always contact us, and we can always tell you more. We just wait for things to become pretty firm before we publish them on our calendar, but please check us out there. And I want to make a special invitation to you to come to our visual thinking seminar and visual side assessment in March, March 22nd and 23rd in the Boston area, North Borough, Massachusetts, March 22nd and 23rd. Uh, we are doing it in conjunction with AME New England Lean Consortium under the leadership of Joe Rizzo. And uh, and our assessment site, the factory that we're going to be assessing, is called THG, the Hope Group, which does motion and fluid control systems and components. They're part of Parker, Parker Hannafin. And what's very interesting about this particular site is that the site itself, its challenge will be some operator-led visuality, but its challenge is really connectivity. It's a site that is fairly sparsely populated, does mostly assembly work, and the challenge is how to connect the information across this site. This is similar to what we see in a machine-driven site, such as continuous process flow, food processing, or chemicals, utilities, where there's a very large footprint and the visual challenge is connectivity. How do you keep the information connected, up-to-date, complete, accurate, because it is on information that this plant runs? The machine is there doing the work. In this case, it's an assembly plant and should be very, very interesting. I want to uh, also explain to you what we do in our visual site assessment. This is not about benchmarking a plant. That was interesting for a while, but to tell you the truth, I'm not so interested in benchmarked visual workplace plants. They have devices that I find tantalizing, maybe even intoxicating, but what I'm interested in is the journey that companies have to go on in order to get visual. And in order to serve that purpose, we have a visual side assessment where we use what we teach in the seminar the day before and we apply it to the plant. This isn't a blitz. This is an assessment. And we look at the plant from the point of view of a visual workplace profile and we ask ourselves, how is information shared in this plant? Where are the drops? Where are the gaps? And what are the steps that need to be taken in order to eliminate those gaps, eliminate those drops. What is the formula for visuality? Many of you know that I wrote a book called Visual Workplace Visual Thinking, and in it I present 10 doorways. We ask ourselves during these assessments, which of these 10 doorways are most important for this plant? Which ones should be opened? Which categories of visual function should we bring into this plant in order to knit the plant together? This is something that Lean doesn't do. Lean does other things and marvelous things, but it doesn't do this. 
It doesn't look at connectivity. Okay? So that's what our visual sight assessment is about on day two of these events. And our next one is March the 22nd and 23rd in Northboro, Massachusetts. And you can contact us or you can contact AME New England Lean Consortium for more details. I want to say one more thing. We have a wonderful, wonderful new web page coming up on my articles. 100, 100 articles are going to be shown in beautiful thumbnails, very easy to search. You'll be able to search around culture and sustainment or around lean or around 5S, or around visuality or around quality. And the articles that have been appearing in our newsletter will be available immediately um, on the screen, this wonderful searchable screen. And I, my shout-out goes to Horatio, our tech manager, Horatio Fairborn, who has been working so hard to pull this together against sometimes seemingly insurmountable odds. And I also want to thank our stellar web provider, Stellar Active, here in Portland. They have been in, an incredible partner in this. And that should launch next week, and I think you'll enjoy it very much. So we're going to slide into our first break. Come and visit us at visualworkplace.com. Call us at 503-233-1784 in our offices, 503-233-1784. And when we get back, we'll begin our topic of today, five steps for getting your supervisors on board. Talk to you in a moment. I'll be here when you get back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. The 
business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Welcome back to the second part of our show today at The Visual Workplace. This is Gwendolyn Galsworth. I'm glad you've joined us. So today we're going to look at supervisors and how to get them on board, really on board, not just taking on new tasks as part of the new operational excellence, like running a Kaizen Blitz or a rapid improvement event. That's a start. And not just learning how to listen, but getting on board as an opportunity to contribute to the company's improvement journey through the supervisory function. That's a little bit different. This is no small task. If you saw the art that accompanied this week's announcement, you saw the hull of this great big ocean-going cargo ship coming out of the mist and coming towards a little rowboat with a man standing in it. The man is standing in the shadow of this colossal ship, this huge hull coming at him, waves parting before it. And there he stands. It's so big, he's so small. And the image stops us and makes us think, how on earth will that guy ever get on board? How? How? The ship moves forward on its improvement journey. But where's the ladder for him to climb? Where is even a rope? that's thrown to catch him. If things go on as they are now, the ship is going to steam by and he'll probably get capsized in its wake. Godzilla meets Bambi. (laughs) So yes, making supervisors part of your blitz is a step, but it's only a step. It's only a first step. It's going to be a first step for us too, but I'm going to frame it slightly differently. But there's more. There's more after the blitz. But if we don't know that there's more, then we might step, we might stop and say, you know what, our supervisors are running blitzes, that's a victory. Hmm? But I'm just wondering if you can use the blitz format, in this case a visual blitz format, not as an end in itself, but as a training ground and a stepping stone for supervisors to go further and grow stronger on their own way to becoming leaders of improvement. You have heard me use that term before. And if you remember my little story, I'll run through it rather quickly. And by the way, this is going to be a two-show show. So we'll get started today, but I have to set up some things and then we'll complete it next week. If you remember, I was at Akibono break. It was 1984. I took my first study mission to Japan. I was blown away, but I was completely unprepared for what happened next. We went to the Akibono brake plant. We saw this marvelous plant where they changed over machines, literally 11 machines in 2 minutes and 10 seconds. And when we looked again, it actually was changing over 11 machines in zero time because as the woman who was the operator changed over the machine, she also was making her next product. So it was one-touch exchange of dye, etc. It was incredible. 
and in the debrief that happened later, the question came up from the group that I was leading, uh, what is the ratio between your supervisors and your operators? And the response was, we don't have supervisors. So we thought, okay, it's a translation difficulty. And the question became, okay, so what's the uh, ratio between your managers and your uh, and your operators? And the, the response was the same. We don't have managers. So we stopped. We said, just a moment, time out. We huddled amongst ourselves, wondering what was the right question that would solicit the answer we were looking for, the ratio. So we said, we don't understand. <laughs> we talked to our Japanese host and we said, we don't understand. What are you talking about? You don't have supervisors or managers. We could have sworn we saw them. No, we don't have any supervisors. We don't have any managers, said the plant manager of Akibono Break. Well, what do you have? And he said, we have leaders of improvement. Leaders of improvement. That was 30 years ago. It never left me, but it changed me completely. Just the words of that when I understood they just jumped right over the idea of anyone being less than fully themselves at work, fully contributing. So there's more to running the Blitz, which will be a stepping stone for us, the first stepping stone, than simply scheduling it and making sure people show up. We'll start there with the layers of the Blitz. That's what today's show and and next week will be about. I'll be talking about the visual blitz, which generally lasts two hours, not two days or a whole week. Sometimes it lasts three hours, but that's pretty rare. And it's often done with a a small team, sometimes a very small team, rarely with your whole department because most departments can't shut down and we want to keep this momentum going. We want there to be some formulation of the blitz happening certainly once a month, but if we can, once a week called a mini blitz or a micro blitz where one person is just carrying the improvement forward little by little. And there are going to be lots of parallels with what, with what you're doing with the Kaizen blitz and rapid improvement events. I'm pretty sure you're going to get some fine takeaways, ideas and tools that you can use in your own company. I'm going to tell you how we do it and then I think you'll make the connection quite easily with your own work. But I want to set it up. I've already told you that my orientation is that supervisors, the term is a misnomer. It's misnamed. They're really leaders of improvement. And as you know, when we change the names of things, we change the thing itself. This is well documented and popular knowledge. It's become that common. That as we name things, they change. My mom used to say thoughts are things. I think that's a connected idea really matters what you call things so you already know that my bias is a larger description a more elevated description of the supervisory role and yes supervisors do a lot of heavy lifting and I want to stay on this topic for a moment so you know that I know what you know which is supervisors do the heavy lifting in operations They work directly with people on the value-add level, operators, hourly employees, whatever you call them. And typically, they're responsible for all the local touch-level logistics. If it's 
manufacturing, then it's raw material, it's parts, it's whip, it's scheduling and manning and area performance, and of course the big one results. In most companies, supervisors are responsible for collecting and reporting on their key performance indicators, their KPIs. If your own company is ramping up for this, well, it's coming soon, and it is a new job for supervisors. It's adding to the load. And supervisors worry, along with managers, about quality and timeliness. Supervisors are on the bleeding edge, (laughs) the bleeding edge of production. They feel every operational bump and wiggle much more fiercely than the men and women that they report to, the ones in air-conditioned offices. Make no mistake, those office people also have burdens, burdens of their own, but they are, but they are not the same as supervisors carry. Supervisors live in a world of minutiae and always under the most incredible time pressure. They don't have a month. They don't have a week. They have this shift. And this shift ends in 46 minutes. It's a lot of pressure. In most companies that have not gone lean, supervisors are, that have not entered a continuous improvement journey, I should say, Supervisors are the glue that hold the production system together. The common term for that is firefighting. They're really good at putting out fires. And they're really good at politics. They understand the ins and outs of the food chain, of the power continuum, who's on top, who's not, how to influence. They know that they depend on others to get their own job done. They know they can't do it alone. Alliances are important even mission critical. How to manipulate the system so your numbers get met is an ongoing question. And sometimes you just throw up your hands because you know what? Today it ain't going to happen. It just ain't going to happen. So supervisors are also philosophers. They become philosophical. They want to make a contribution and they have cultivated many skills over time. They are crackerjack at their work. And then all of a sudden, the company decides that things need to change. The company starts to make the transition to continuous improvement or a journey of operational excellence. And all of a sudden, the supervisors who are doggedly doing their work day after day, day after day, year after year, decade after decade, suddenly they're asked to to do something new. Suddenly, the world of the supervisor changes. He or she is not just expected to make it happen. They are instead expected to change, change who they are. You know, there's the executive is learning to lead with humility and the value-add employee who is learning to find the power and empowerment And there's the supervisor caught in the middle. What the heck is going on? Where do I fit in? How come they used to praise me for saving the day and now they want me to let it slide into the ocean in order to learn? (laughs) Have you ever, have you worked in a plant like that? Oh, let's just see what happens if we don't do it because we're learning. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. It's a very aggressive move, really. I can, uh, those are the stories about um, having excess whip 
that the process has not been able to absorb the uh, in-process whip and you just pile up everything that you can't fit into the department in front of your supervisor's office and let it be his or her problem. <laughs> you got excess whip, you find it here. They also say you're asking me to do more with less instead of asking me to do the same with less. <laughs> What's going on? I'm confused. I don't like it. I object. <laughs> but to whom? <laughs> so let's move into our second break and we'll pick up this um, soap opera, <laughs> this episode, this saga. When we get back, I'll be here. Thanks. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Welcome back to Section 3 of our show today at the Visual Workplace. This is Gwendolyn Galsworth. And we are talking about, about to talk about, the five steps of getting supervisors on board. How to turn that into not just an end in itself, but a training ground and a stepping stone for supervisors to go further and grow stronger on their way to becoming a leader of improvement. I did a whole series of shows on this about two years ago, and you can find them in our podcast library under supervisors and leaders of improvement front slash supervisors. There's lots of stuff there. I think it's very worthy. And uh, for me, it's an ongoing area of interest and application. 
So here we are with the supervisor suddenly finding themselves, you know, <laughs> tossed tossed under by this ship that is steaming by. They're trying to crawl on board, but they're wondering, where do I fit in? I'm confused. I, I kind of don't like that you're asking me to do more with less. I'd rather you ask me to do the same with less, but to do more with less, that's hard. And you're also asking me, says the supervisors, to be nicer, to be more politically correct, to be less grumpy, less demanding, less of a supervisor for heaven's sakes. You're asking me to be a coach. Well, I tell you, I can't coach the daily quota into happening. That's not coaching. That's putting fires out. But what the heck? I want to keep my job. I have to pay my mortgage. Let me see if I can do this. And it's tough. Bringing supervisors on board is not a novel idea, but it is also not an idea that can be done casually. It is added to the mix. It is not part of the original recipe, at least not in the West. The original recipe that came to us in the 1980s with the Japanese miracle was power to the people. Liberate the operators, empower the operators, make it possible for them to use their hearts and their minds and not just their hands and feet. A revolution. And, you know, we have Toyota to thank for that. They were the leader in that. And it took us 20 years over here in the West to get that one started. It's not completely in place, but it is completely started. And then at the turn of the century, that was about when when we noticed supervisors, or you may call these fine employees, leads or team leads, tech leads, supervisors had been left out. They were caught in the middle and feeling uncomfortable at best, Suddenly, they were being looked at as a resource, but it was an afterthought. A good parallel to the way this happened is what happened about 15 years ago when we suddenly noticed offices. Ta-da! Offices! Improvement can be done there. Let's do offices. Same way with supervisors. So let's get supervisors on board. Let's make them a part of the improvement journey. That's a good goal. Let's invite them to the party. We're having so much fun. And the concepts were straight and plain and good. Supervisors have an improvement contribution to make. Supervisors surely want to make it. The question is how? And companies took this on. And many were and are successful, at least in part. Supervisors learned about Lean and 5S. They ran rapid improvement events and Kaizen Blitzes. The momentum carried them. The methodology carried them. Continuous improvement took over. They had all the imaginations of their operators to rely on to come up with ideas. And supervisors began to play a role in improvement, in the improvement cascades. But what I ask is, is that enough? Or a better question is, is it a true growth opportunity for supervisors to run blitzes, which are, for the most part, simply handed off to them? Is that going to help supervisors increase their ability to think and connect and create and improve? 
a true opportunity? I ask that. And you know, my own feeling is it's underutilized as an opportunity. And with a few simple things in place, and I'm going to name five of them today and then unnest them, start to unnest them this week and complete it next week with some nice tools I think that you can adopt for your own Kaizen Blitzes to strengthen the role of supervisors. I think that'll be a good discussion. So I want to tell you how we create a pathway in workplace visuality, in the visual workplace to bring supervisors on board. And yes, we will begin with the Blitz, but it'll take us five steps, not just handing it over, wishing folks luck, and then, um, you know, hoping they do well and make a contribution. So, before I get to the five steps, I need to tell you what's been prepared in advance of that five steps. And this is going to be where some of the gaps are for some of the companies that are listening today. The first thing is the operators in the area are trained. They're trained in operator-led visuality. So what I've just said is the visual blitz is an extension of operator-led visuality. It is an extension of what I call work that makes sense, which is the name of my book, work that makes sense, operator-led visuality. Value-add associates take on the conversion of their work area to visuality against a protocol of concepts, principles, and tools. They attend if you use our online training system, which is just, I consider to be excellent, a 12-part training system, which should not be done 12 weeks in a row, but is paced because these are a series, this is a series of learn and do modules. So you learn, but the do has to happen before you learn more. Otherwise, you're just training for training's sake and watching a movie as compared to learning and doing. Supervisors are in the room as their operators learn concepts, principles, and tools, visual workplace conversion tools. A trainer will teach these, and the trainer will also coach the application sessions. And the application sessions have to do also with a set of uh, practical tools, and I named seven of them. I beg your pardon, I named six of them. So these are tools behind the scenes that are put into place that come to the front of the scenes for the use of the operators. Let me just go through them quickly. I've spent other shows explaining them in depth, but I just want you to get a concept of what's in front of the scenes, which is the training, what's the expectation, the application, and what's behind the scenes to support a conversion so that the change actually happens. Well, one is very simple, a vision place where value-add associates name a specific location, usually in the community like Home Depot or the stadium or McDonald's where visuality rules and they can visit it often and they remind themselves, yeah, this is why visual information sharing really works. It works for me here at McDonald's in front of the counter. It works behind the counter. I've got this place in mind. And until we have a vision place of our own inside the company, this will be my touchstone. This is my anchor point. I get it. That's number one. Number two is there's going to be an improvement time policy. The company is going to designate 
a certain quota of time, could be 15 minutes, could be an hour, provided to each associate in the targeted areas, the areas targeted for visual improvement, to utilize. There's the policy, and then it has to be operationalized. The supervisor is always in charge of the faucet. The supervisor can always say, no, people are not going to have an hour this week, no matter how. I can afford 45 minutes for the entire week. We are really pushed up against the wall. So there's all of that to be worked out behind the scenes, and it's very important. I call it cracking the code on time. The third piece, third tool, very practical tool, is called the laminated map. It's a map, in this case, of your work area, and it's broken into kind of natural work groupings. If you are, for example, doing... uh, um, a certain kind of work, if there's a certain uh, process flow, then you map that out with each part of the flow, if you will, each cell mapped off into its own little constituency. And then you are able to just drill down and focus on that and not get spread out between across the whole area. You can stay focused and stay fine. So that's the third tool. So we have vision place, improvement time policy, laminated map. And all of this is mapped out in, I think, both of the two main books that you would know, Work That Makes Sense and also Visual Thinking, but mostly Work That Makes Sense. The fourth is Visual Workplace Hit List, which is a hit list for the projects and ideas that operators want to implement in order to visually improve their area. It's, again, a focus tool. We're going to focus on this. When we have that hour, we know exactly what we want to work on. It's already on the list. And we have a visual, number five, a visual supplies cart, a cabinet or a cart filled with the things that we need for creating improvement to invent. It will be paper and pen and tape and Velcro and things, things. And we jury rig it. We, we make a prototype of these little, of these devices. We try things out, magic markers, chalk. And, of course, the all-important tape on the floor if, you are, if you're using tape. So that's the fifth. Small things are in place before the blitz. The sixth is the blitz itself. So these are the things that are in place. Operators are trained. They have the knowledge base. It's a growing knowledge base. And it is paired with, married to, combined with application. So they are learning and doing, learning and doing under the watchful coaching of the trainer, not the supervisor, the trainer. And then the blitz happens. And the blitz usually happens by the fourth module. Can be sooner, but it will happen by the fourth module. You'll run a blitz. So let me take a little pause here. We're going into our final break. And when we come back, I will uh, have time to walk through the five steps. But this is all set up because I don't want you to think that these changes happen in a vacuum and that they will work just because I said so. The work of conversion is hard work. The work of improvement, of setting it up, is hard work. Once it's set up, it chugs along. But the setup is, is, you know, I've said it before, it's the start that stops us got to do this setup. I'll be here when you get back. 
Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Hi, it's Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn Galsworth, and we're in our final segment of the show today at the Visual Workplace. We are looking at the five steps of getting your supervisors on board, and I'm almost ready to list them before the end of this first show. I keep on thinking about Joe, who wrote to me the first week of my show back in 2011. He said, can you get to the point a little faster? Really love your show, but I have to wait too long to hear your point. And I'm thinking, I still haven't corrected that, Joe. It's just a, just my nature. Can't help it. <laughs> we're getting to it. So we're at the point of we have gone through these five kind of behind-the-scenes uh, components that are in place. Vision place, improvement time policy, laminated map, the visual workplace hit list, and, a, and supplies, visual workplace supplies. And now we're at the blitz itself, which the trainer sets up and runs. The trainer will get the template for the blitz in place over the course of the first three or four blitzes. We call that the blitz setup period. The trainer gets the blitz format in place and usually does a full blitz, a macro blitz. The company, the department will shut down for a couple of hours. In some companies, they work two hours of overtime. In other companies, it's a split shift thing with first and second shift overlapping and the department working together on a blitz. And that has to all be, be scheduled around the production schedule, of course, if you're working in manufacturing. But even in healthcare, it's the same thing. You can't just shut down the department. So you got to work that out, and that's hard. But your intention will carry the day. And during those blitzes, the supervisor participates. 
The supervisor is observing and watching how it's done, but is also participating. No walking around with a coffee cup in your hand or a cup of kombucha. You're there. You pick up a shovel. You work shoulder to shoulder. You're not at your desk. You're the supervisor at every other time, but during a blitz, you are a cohort. The trainer leads and coaches conducts the blitz, and you will be taking over that job. The trainer will run the first handful and then turn the blitz over to you. And when you take over, the trainer will be your mentor and your coach will support you, not just throw you over the wall, not leave you, abandon you, but be there to coach you and help you get it right and get it strong. And it'll take two or three or four blitzes, and remember they're only two hours each, for the supervisor, for you to get the hang of it and really start enjoying yourself and being um, a strong coach. And remember, everyone has gone through the training, including you as a supervisor. You have the knowledge base. Even if it's taken a whole week patching together to get everyone trained because of the production schedule, It'll work. The material is strong. It's clear, lots of principles, excellent examples, great teaching, and it supports the eye-driven model of visuality. All of that is in place. Right now, here today, we're talking about the supervisor's role, your role. So, we're, what we're describing is how to get you on board. Well, the company has to prepare for that. The company has to prepare a pathway for you to join in and for you to, as I said before, not just conduct a blitz, but use the opportunity for your own growth, your own professional growth, your own personal growth, for you to grow as a person and grow as a leader. As a footnote, I want to tell you, I go to lots and lots of companies. I do lots of assessments, but I also visit companies just to kind of check them out. And I will say... Far too many of these companies hand over to the supervisor the blitz and just says, say, here, do it and do it, do it good. It just doesn't work. 45 minutes of training and then push, 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 push. That's just you being a supervisor again. That's you using what you know as a supervisor to supervise improvement. Those two clash. If you have an eye-driven framework of change and in visuality, there is no other framework. Everything else is just cookie-cutter solutions that you paste in place because you saw them somewhere else. They will not create a language. They will not create connectivity. They will be locally somewhat effective, but they will never populate. They will never spread. They'll never create stability through visuality. So you're going to supervise, push, push, push. No knowledge base, no shared know-how. Big mistake. Big mistake. The expectation is you'll succeed, but this is a recipe for failure. And I'm trying to counter it here in our discussion. So the five steps. Let me go through them so at least they have said before the end of the show. The supervisor does not take over a vacuum. He takes over a form that is already in place, put into place by the trainer by the trainer, in this case of work, that makes sense. This is my preferred training material. (laughs) I love it. I did it. I created it. 
and the five steps happen across the blitz setup period, the time when the trainer is running the blitz. The trainer is also preparing the supervisor to take over. Here are the steps. Step one, share the vision. The trainer tells you as a supervisor what this opportunity looks like, why it's important for you personally, and how it will help the company. The trainer walks you through the growth template, which I'll do at the beginning of next week's show after a short summary. Step one is to share the vision. The trainer does that. Step two is teach the blitz. The trainer shows you how the blitz works, what success looks like, how to do your homework, which is so important because the trainer knows how to do her homework, his homework. We'll show you how to do the homework. This is happening during the blitz setup period. Step three, demonstrate the blitz. Let them observe you run the blitz. So first, step two is explaining it. Teach it, explain the blitz, now demonstrate it. Let me show you how it's done, watch me. Let's debrief when it's over. That's step three. Step four is, okay, it's your turn, practice the blitz. Now you do it. This is the handoff period. This is when the baton is being handed to you as the supervisor. Set up the blitz, get ready for it, do your homework. Get people started. Let me watch you do it. I'm here if you've got any questions. I'm your trainer, mentor, coach, supervisor, and I'll be here to help you. I'm here to help you grow strong, help you understand, help you understand the knowledge and the know-how, and help you help your area become visually excellent. So let's practice the blitz. You lead, I follow says the coach to the supervisor. And then at some point, you turn the blitz entirely over to your supervisor. You launch the blitz that is set up by the supervisors entirely. And you're available for preparation and debrief, but the handoff is complete. Those are the five steps. For the first step of converting your supervisors into leaders of improvement, We can only learn by doing. We can't learn in the classroom. And we can't deeply learn. We have to practice these principles and tools. The blitz is the perfect format, the perfect opportunity. And what I'm saying to you, ladies and gentlemen, companies everywhere, is the blitz is the first of the stepping stones. We're taking time now. I'm taking time now to kind of unnest it for you so you maximize that. But there's life after the Blitz, and I hope that you attend to that as well. I want to thank you very much for joining us today, joining me today. I had a wonderful time, as usual. Thank you so much for your interest in workplace visuality. This is Gwendolyn Galsworth. I'm signing off. Let the workplace speak. Appreciate your joining us this week for The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense. Please tune in for another episode next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, featuring your host, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks again for listening.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.